Hello, and welcome to Stern Chats. Uh, this is our first episode of the 2020-2021 academic year, season eight, episode one. I am Daniel Yellen, the executive producer of Stern Chats and one of this year's hosts. And I'm Marcin Scott. I'm president of Stern Chats this year. To be honest, we are so honored and excited to be given this opportunity to build on the tradition of Stern Chat exploring untold stories of students, alumni, administrators, and faculty all across the NYU Stern community. Yeah, and Stern is really filled with some incredible people, incredible professional resumes, but what we found is that a lot of these stories aren't best told on paper. Uh, they're best told when you have these one-on-one or two-on-one conversations. If this is something that you would find exciting and want to get involved in Stern Chats, we're going to have information at the end of the episode for how you can get more involved. Yeah, and if you join or if you don't, we hope that everyone, even beyond Stern, will listen, appreciate, and just learn from our fellow Sternies and their experiences. And for today's episode, uh, I'm incredibly excited to say that I have the pleasure of speaking with Sherry Holt and Frank Verricchio. Sherry and Frank are known in the Stern community as the founders of this very podcast, the original Stern Chats hosts, and the joint commencement speakers for the Stern MBA class of 2018. They are two of the most wonderful Sternies I've had the chance to meet, and Marcin and I are both lucky to consider them mentors and friends. Um, I could go on and on about Sherry and Frank, but I will let them tell you themselves. Yeah, let's go. From New York University Stern campus, this is Stern Chats, the podcast that tells the hidden stories between the lines of someone's resume. In the interest of serving the Stern community, building relationships, and unlocking important life lessons, we present these stories to a wider audience. Sherry and Frank, I'm incredibly excited to have you on for the first Stern Chats episode of the year. Thanks so much for joining me today. We're so excited to be here. Hey, I'm Daniel. I'm so excited to be What's here. Up, Thank man. you for having us. And the first ever inaugural Stern Chats entirely remote recording episode. So if we were, if it wasn't COVID, we would be in Paulson Auditorium, I suppose. Presumably. Yeah, that would be, that would be our hope that we'd be in front of a large group of 400 bright-eyed new MBA ones, and we'd be having this conversation, getting them excited that way. Sherry, I can't even, I can't even imagine having to do launch virtually. That's got to be so hard. Yeah, I, it's, it's hard, but I think it also offers a lot of new opportunities, like listening to us pipe through your AirPods or whatever you're listening to. Yeah, that's and, true. That's true. Because were you really going to fly from San Francisco to talk to everyone in Paulson? And how incredible. I mean, what what is the expression where um, necessity is the mother like, of invention? Mother of invention, exactly. Necessity there is the mother go. of invention. Who said that? I like Benjamin Franklin. Just name famous people: <laughs> Benjamin Franklin, uh, yeah. uh, George Washington, Leonard Stern, Nikola Tesla, <laughs> Leonard. It must have been exactly. Leonard Stern. It must have been him. But seriously, though, we did not even conceptualize of taking you know recording recording audio on opposite coasts coming together you know re- yeah that's true it's it's amazing and yeah we are. so you know yeah. what maybe that is a nice thing about this is we probably wouldn't have gotten to talk to the the stern kids if it wasn't for this new technology yeah either it's, way it's, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna act like we're in the auditorium and we're like delivering a valuable message as part of regular launch. It's so yeah. funny because I visualized us not in the auditorium, but actually in the basement, in our lair. 
where we oh, typically in the record. <laughs> in the studio? In the studio. That's, that's right. That is my happy place. That's where I feel like that's where we blossomed at Stern, ironically, in the Stern studio. underground. Yeah, yeah well, a Daniel, soundproof room. And, Daniel, and actually, I don't know that that's ever going to happen again because if you want to have a, a place that's not good for COVID, it's a small, dark, very compact <laughs> recording studio <laughs> with five people in there. I know, I know. But actually, that's kind of where I want to go first. So is this both of your first time on the other side of the interview table? I mean, yes and no. I think actually we have talked at launch before to some of the Stern students. I guess this is our first time doing a podcast where we were not in control. That is actually incorrect, Frank. Really? Yes. Uh, Our... The uh, At the conclusion of the second season, which was still our first year, so every semester is a season. I'm, I don't, I think I'm saying every, something yeah, that everybody Yeah, we decided knows, that kind of arbitrarily. We did. Okay. Everything is arbitrary. <laughs> but at the end of our second season, so in the beginning of our second year, as we were transitioning to new leadership, we decided... Well, really, I decided that it would be great for somebody to interview us because we were, you know, the fanners, whatever. It turned out to be a terrible episode. It's, oh, that's right. It was <laughs> bad. It was it so was bad. bad. It was honestly one of the least interesting episodes. Oh, my we God. We had zero content. We, and we, and we had no air. context. We, you know what we sounded oh, like? We sounded like, uh, like high school students who had recently went to college and then went back to their high school wearing their new college sweatshirts. We sounded so dorky. Oh, it was, it was really, it was horrible. So, so that's yeah. not our, that's not our goal for today. Yeah, no, um, but that in mind, you know, that in mind, hey, new out. Stern kids, <laughs> hey, new Stern students and professionals. Actually, I, I think it might be good for the folks listening to this to get a little bit more information about you. So Sherry, you were in hospitality before joining Stern. Frank, you're in the military. Both pretty non-traditional pre-MBA backgrounds. I was hoping you could just tell our listeners a little bit more about what brought you to Stern and then how you two had the opportunity to meet each other. Well, Sherry was running her own restaurant, actually. She was a famous chef. chef. And I can't believe you gave it all up <laughs> to go to Stern. I uh, just to to clear the record uh, was not a chef. Um, I was a I was a manager, so close to the chef. I ate what the chef produced, but um, yeah. So I was in hospitality for four years in Washington D.C. Just a wild time for a young pr- professional. It was fantastic. I also didn't sleep for four years, and um, you know worked around the clock, which was terrific, but. As soon as I decided that I wanted, you know, more than three hours of sleep a night, I started thinking about my career. And um, business school was a really natural next step because I'm a psychology background and didn't have any formal business experience um, or business education, I should say. I I had the experience. I just didn't have the education. Um, And so I wanted to go back to business school. But the way I ended up at Stern is actually um, really by almost coincidence. I have always been really intimidated by New York City. I mean, it is the, you know, the big, bad city, you know, of Godzilla. And, you know, just I feel as though every time I went for a vacation, the city was like, ah, like, uh, wait a second. 
And Does Godzilla actually attack New York City at any point? No, but isn't that the, isn't that the, you know, he like climbs the emperor? No, that's okay. King Kong, man. Oh, uh, what's the, Godzilla then? <laughs> well, Godzilla is like a reptilian dinosaur-like monster. Oh and I, my you know, goodness. I think he kind of destroys like, just like, just generic cities. I don't know if it's a specific city. You're thinking of King Kong. Also, I like how Daniel is so nice. He's just nodding. Yes, yes. Just go yeah, on just, with your nonsensical. I'm not going to let. I'm not going to let you have the wrong monster. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate that. Anyway, I was really set to go back to Los Angeles, which is where I'm from, but my sister was moving to New York, and you know, really begged me to start looking at some New York schools, and looked at Stern, fell in love with it. Just had the you know m- most fantastic intro day and went to a bunch of classes, saw Dolly Chug, learned all about negotiation, and that sealed the deal. That's how I ended up at Stern. Yeah, for me, it was, it was, uh, it was like I'm very non-traditional because I was in the military, I'm still in the military, and the military has a program where they'll basically send officers to get a graduate degree, and then you, you got to come back in to the military and use your degree to sort of better the military. Because, you know, like... On the back end, like all the military branches, they have business operations too, right? They get funding, they buy things, they procure things. So that's how I got it. I basically saw solicitation for it. And I'm from New Jersey, and I just, in in my mind, like New York City is a place to be. That meant Stern's a place to be. So as soon as I got picked up for that program, I was just like dead set on coming to New York. And the rest is sort of history. And then you both had the opportunity to meet each other with Summer Start. Is that correct? Yeah, that doesn't how, exist how did you anymore, guys right? Into each other. Does that still does that still exist? No, no. We were the last class in Carlisle. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So for since it doesn't exist anymore, for students listening to this, they used to have a program where you'd start, I guess, in June, and um, you know, you'd like take some classes in advance, and you got to sort of like mingle with people. And I don't know. I think me and Sherry really connected because we like talking and we like sitting in the front of the classroom. Well, so the first time we met actually was because I was struggling with my locker because I had used a locker since ninth grade. (laughs) And Frank basically came up and was like, you idiot. It's right, left, right, obviously. (laughs) I was more polite than that. I was more polite Um, than that. With the trick (laughs) series, you got to go around the, I think the second number twice or something. Something crazy like that. But I remember the first time I really keyed in and heard Frank, which was on one of the first weeks of school. I think it really was the first week of summer start. We were asked to write and present sort of a a story about ourselves, you know, something exciting that happened in our lives. And I will never forget Frank's story about, I mean, it was, you know, he he spoke about his law enforcement job uh, with the Coast Guard and he was the most dynamic speaker and just commanded the room. And I mean, it, it, it wasn't like I had a light bulb go off. Oh, I have to, you know, podcast, Let's make a podcast. with this guy. No, no, it wasn't <laughs> anything like that. But I, I remember that really, really distinctly. He has incredible presence, um, not only obviously on the podcast, but but in, in front of people. Sherry, that's such a nice thing to say. <laughs> you know, I, I really did feel like we were a good team. We wound up doing a lot of like projects together. And I mean, just in general, in, in general, even though I would say our backgrounds are so incredibly different, that's actually one of the nice things about coming to Stern. Probably kids that are just starting Stern now do have not realized yet. And they're going to find out is that your class is so diverse. I think the admissions department works so hard at it. And like, I would have never met sh- someone like Sherry 
Uh, I mean, she's from a different coast. She's from a different industry. She has all kinds of different opinions than I do. I mean, if I didn't go to this school and it has enriched my life so tremendously, you're one of my best friends, Sherry. I know. I know. It's it's amazing. It, it's true. It Stern brings together the most unique, friendly, and generous people. Yeah, we wouldn't have met Daniel either. Maybe Daniel will be one of our new best friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually really kind of fits with my own Stern experience so far. You have 400 or so people with 400 incredible stories. And that that might have been maybe a little bit of what led you to create this. But I'd love to hear, where did that initial idea come from? Like, where was Stern Chats born? Well, I think you just said, I think you kind of just said it, right? And this is some, another thing that people don't get when they're not sitting in Paulson Auditorium, right? Is... Um, you slowly over the, the the week of launch come to realize that you've never been in such a group of people with so much talent. Like the the, te- the density of talent in your incoming class is overwhelming. Yeah. Well, so the the way that we really started to think about this. So we had met over the summer. We you know fell into really easy conversation with one another. Like really just hit it off right away. And then we were sitting together at um, during launch in Paulson Auditorium, which I'm sure you know Stern will you know emulate in some way. You know yeah, who was speaking during it was launch. Probably Connor Grennan. Yeah, I think it was Connor Grennan, and he started pointing out various individuals in our class, and he would say, "Did you know you have a you know fill in the blank." You know, a gold medal uh, winner, gold medal winner, a um, famous playwright, professional a, basketball player. Absolutely. And and he just kept and he, he really upped the ante every single time. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. More and more and more impressive. You start thinking, you know, like, I thought, yeah, I was I like, who else is in here? Like, who else is in here? A princess, an astronaut. It's like, <laughs> like, like, like every time like looking around, and you're like, who are these mystical creatures? Yeah. Is it that guy? Is exactly. it the guy next to me? And, and, you know, Frank and I started, you know, speaking, I was going to say chatting, um, but we started speaking, thinking, we, we got to capture these stories. I mean, we both love listening to the radio. I mean, Frank is just I love a radio, radio. file. Just is, that a, is that a thing? I have, I have no idea. When you add file to something, sometimes it makes it sound like creepy. <laughs> <laughs> In your case, it might be. No, I don't well, it's know. not, Sherry. It's not. I like, I like the radio a lot. We'll leave it there. Yeah, exactly. But, but that was really, it was born out of realizing how incredible our classmates were. Yeah, we wanted to capture it. We wanted to talk to these people. When you heard that we had a, you know, a guy from the Blue Man Group in our class. Yeah. We, I want to talk to him immediately. Yeah. And then it was like, well, I bet everybody wants to hear what the guy from the Blue Man Group has to say about stuff, which I think that's where the podcast kind of came from, which was um, not only is it an unbelievable situation, but like, let's capture a little piece of that and like share it with everybody. And then, and then one of the incredible things about capturing those stories and, you know, pushing them out and having people really listen and engage with them is that then you see them walking the halls of Stern. Um, and, you know, in, in this, in the case of this upcoming semester, you know, virtually walking around the halls, you know, in, in a Zoom classroom and you say, oh my gosh, you know, I, I know your story. I know, I know a piece about you. I want to know more. 
I want, you know, to become friends with you. I want to reach out. And it's this, it's, it's making an introduction without having to make an introduction. If that makes Mm -hmm. any sense, you know, and then you get the chance to be your own podcast. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's a little piece of celebrity that people get to, you know, carry around with them. So Stern Chats is entering now. This is its eighth season. It is. Um, which is pretty incredible. Gosh, darn it. Wow. Um, and so things, you know, there's still glitches, but things run much smoother now. So I'm sure in those early days, you had some conversations where you had to switch directions or you had to go up against, you know, some forces within the school or within the administration or the logistics that just made getting this up and running difficult. And I think hearing about those times when it wasn't easy are important for people to hear, especially people who want to do something incredible during their time at Stern or even just get involved with something at a at a more involved level. So do you have any stories that you'd like to share about when getting Stern Chats up and running was a little bit harder? Well, we have some, we have some stories about that that I think would nicely uh, be packaged into advice for new students. And then we have some that are just funny, like <laughs> misadventures of Sherry and Frank, just not knowing what they're doing Let's go at all. I'll, I'll tackle the first one and Frank, I'll let you tackle the second one. But I would say we spent a lot of time talking about the podcast, you know, many weeks um, and really conceptualizing what what it could look like, what it could sound like. Yeah, before and we did anything, we just talked about it. We just talked all the. I mean, we texted about it. We would call each other. And I mean, it was it was nonstop ideation. And you know, at some point, we sort of hit a, a, a critical mass of conversation where we could go two ways. Right? We could push and push for the administration to, you know, help launch us, or we could take it upon ourselves to start executing on the thing that sounded just really, really fun and like a side project. And if the administration, you know, if we could partner with them in the future, that would be great. And if not, you know, we, we would sort of take it offline and just do something fun for ourselves. And we went that second direction. We just and started. We started making tape. We, we would sit in, you know, um, study rooms. rooms that had yeah. no soundproofing. Um, and that'll go into the misadventures that Frank will talk about yeah. <laughs> next, but we <laughs> would just come record with our friends and Frank spent an inordinate amount of time on the side learning, um, you know, how to use the equipment and how to, um, master the audio. And, you know, we just started making podcasts. Um, and you know, it was really then that we saw how useful a partnership with the administration could be. And that's really when we started, you know, pursuing that um, sort of that direction. But that's a key, that's a key point though, is like before we went to the administration and, you know, like I think when we, when we, if we ever mentioned it to them um, before having sort of a product or before sort of having um, like taken some steps, I mean, they would be a bit lukewarm because you got to think like people are, Students have a million great ideas, you know, and you can daydream endlessly. Great so, in quotes. Yeah. We didn't know if we had a great idea. Yeah, well, yeah, we that's didn't. a good point. That's a good point. It turned out to be a great <laughs> idea. But, uh, you know, one. like, I think they were lukewarm with us because we hadn't done anything. To be perfectly honest, we hadn't done anything. And we overcame that by doing something, like experimenting. 
And when we finally had like a demo or something that sounded good or something that was like more of a, like a fleshed out idea, they saw value in it because like we had done the work to make something potentially of value. So I think that was like the biggest thing. And, and if you're a Stern student listening to this and you're about to start at this school and you love this school and you want to like make an impact on it, you know, every club and there's a lot of them and every initiative started somewhere and everything is student run, which is pretty cool. And I think that would be maybe a lesson that we learned that maybe students can pick up on is like me and Sherry to start a new thing. And I think we're the only like new start that we knew we saw when we were there. It was very much like a startup and we had to experiment and make something of value before anyone took it seriously. Yeah. But I think the, another lesson there is that your creativity really blossoms when you feel as though the stakes are lower. And there was no, there was no, you know, like what is failure? (laughs) There wasn't a concept of failure because, you know, if, if it didn't go anywhere, the only people who would know were Frank and I. I mean, we, it was, it was, you know, not a concept for us. And so we really just took it as grand as we could scheme it. Yeah. And, and Stern's and a safe place it. to experiment. I mean, it, re- it really, really is. Whether you're exactly. experimenting on like a new club or, I mean, even the clubs that have existed for a long time, like being in the leadership of those clubs, there's maybe a way you can experiment with leadership because you haven't had a lot in your career. I think doing this and succeeding with it was only because we felt like we were in a safe space. And isn't school supposed to be a safe space? Yeah. Not, on, not in everything, but in some yeah. things, at least like I, trying to do business stuff. I, I think that's a lesson that even outside of school that people who decide to start their own ventures need to hear a little bit more often. And before Stern, I spent a little bit of time in the entrepreneurship space working for some small startups. And you have to be okay just getting something out there, putting it out in the world, testing it with your friends, testing it with your family, and seeing if if there's interest. And then from there, build a little bit of a, you know, of, an, of excitement, and then the world might be a little bit more receptive to your idea once you iterate and change it a little bit. Yeah, and um, I think we experienced like the natural, like, you know, how there's like natural steps to like grieving or anger. I think we experienced the natural <laughs> steps of making a new thing. And one of them was like the wall of fear. You know, you had to get past this tipping point of being afraid to fail or like being afraid to do something that wasn't going to work out. And over time, like we got over it. But I mean, if you're a new Stern student, you probably experience the same thing. Like you want to do something novel and different and interesting. And you're probably afraid before you started that it won't work out. But it definitely can. I mean, it did for us. Well, and, and the reason that we were able to overcome that initial inertia, which is you know, really powerful uh, to actually start something is because we had our partnership and we really encouraged one another and we're just behind one another every step of the way. I mean, we, we really sort of toggled back and forth when, when Frank was high, I was low and he'd bring me up and then, you know, maybe he'd dip and I'd bring him up and, you know, we just sort of, we were balancing levels. Um, yeah. Being a good teammate. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're at Stern, you find great teammates and you, you know, you know, like, and we're friends, friends yeah. are the best <laughs> friends are the best. I mean, and I think if you're a student, Stern student starting out now, like, you probably consider the fact that you'll make some friends while you're there, but like it really is one of the most profound parts of the entire experience, like making brand new adult friends. And that's the ultimate network. It's like friends that care about each other. 
Yeah. You know, like Frank would always say that he said, you know, I'm not here to network. I'm here to make friends because friends are the ultimate network as he, as he always said. And it's absolutely true. Well, networking like is very important, but sometimes the, the networking you, you do that's very surface level. It's, it's like not a, it's like if we're out on the ocean and there's like adversity and turbulence, like those kind of like, um, relationships are like flimsy boats and there's a little bit of adversity or, or like some distance like that boat's going to sink but you know it's the only kind of boat that can't sink sherry a coast guard boat friendship <laughs> a friendship friendship sherry oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah huge eye roll yeah. eye roll so, so frank you said you know stern chats is is a startup i mean it's not for profit it's but we donated it to the school right exactly and the nature of your co-founder relationship seemed to kind of be the the motivating force behind getting this off the ground but once you guys kind of got the wheels turning you had it working you put out a bunch of really incredible episodes in your two years how do you build something that goes and lives beyond your time at stern because i imagine that was a difficult conversation for you to have of how do we get this to keep going do we want this to keep going or do we want this to be our thing we had a really hard decision to make during the end of our second year which was do we hold on tight to something that we genuinely love so much and do we hold the reins ourselves and and not let anybody uh in to help or do we value what we created so much Um, and see the value to the community uh, so clearly that we decide to make it something much larger than ourselves. And ultimately, it it actually wasn't a hard decision because we saw uh, the value to the community. We saw um, the joy it brought to people, um, not only just in the recording studio, but amongst the student body and administration and alums. And we made a really conscientious decision to build a production around the the podcast. Yeah, and, and I, yeah. I, I, th- I think we realized too that like there's things you do at school that enrich your life while you're at school, and that's what it's there for. You know, like for example, if you join the wine club, is that still a club, Daniel? The wine oh, yeah. club. Yeah. yeah. Look, man, there's no wine club at at J.P. Morgan that you're gonna go every Thursday and get and drink. I mean, it. Some, there's some of these. You know, there was a there was a there was a choir at Stern that would randomly show up and sing on Thursdays. Who was in that? That was in the administration. It's a great guy, actually. It's a good singer. He's a doctorate now, I think. James Kingham. Oh, I, James Kingham, of course. Yeah, if you guys meet James, I think he's in the choir. Apologies, James, if you're not in the choir. <laughs> but I think he was. But I mean, like those are those are things that like they live at school and. It's one of the wonderful things about being at school, but you got to realize like what's adding value to your life at this place and what's going to add value to your life outside of Stern. And some things you're supposed to take with you and some things you're supposed to leave, you know, and if you maybe don't have the time to travel while you're going to be working in an investment bank, well, maybe you do a lot of DBIs and you accept Mm -hmm. that, hey, in the first two years of working at an investment bank, I'm not going to be doing a lot of DBIs. And, you know, making a podcast that, like, explains, like, the beauty and wonder and, like, magic of all your classmates. You know, maybe that's a thing that lives at school. So, first, we figured that out. This is a school thing. And then we, I think, tried to get as many allies in the class behind us and in the administration who are, like, permanent party 
um, who believed in this the way that we did. And we like took steps to like create um, a hierarchy. We created like a, a leadership board and we did it with kids that were a year behind us or permanently attached to Stern, so it would keep on keeping on. I didn't realize it was eight seasons, Sherry. That's pretty cool, actually. I, I think we would be remiss if we didn't shout out to Nasham Jamshidi, who oh, yeah. is was the first president after us and really helped widen the scope of Stern Chats uh, tremendously and helped to codify, I think, what is now in place. And yes. Finding she, a Stern student like her is hard to do, but... Oh, They're my out there. goodness. So Nasham was a uh, Langone part-time student, uh, works at Deloitte or worked uh, at Deloitte um, at the time and basically reached out to us and said, I love Stern Chats. How can I help? And and then she then she just stuck around and was unbelievably helpful and, you know, grew with the production and helped make it what it is today and is just a, a tremendous asset to Stern Chats. And then, you know, of course, we can't talk about Stern Chats without talking about Nate Pettit. Yeah, of so course. just maybe like generally, because Nate Pettit's a professor at, at school. Some people, if you're new, you don't know him. And if you're there, you definitely do. He teaches the leadership classes. More generally, though, like we got a professor who believed in it, um, who saw value in it and boy didn't did that was like such a big difference to have a professor uh who was like permanently attached to the project what you know about nasham uh sherry i realized that if you're new at stern and you're either part-time or you're full-time there's this like weird um sort of uh, saran wrap wall sometimes it feels like between the part-time and the full-time and you got to do what you can to just like rip that apart because um it's not real it doesn't exist like if you're a full-time the part-time students have like like so much to offer and you probably aren't even considering the fact that like there might be some part-time students that are working in the companies you want to work at or that have skills that like you might want to have or in our case like somebody that had just the right amount of passion wasn't even in our 400 person cohort nation was working you know a full-time job and going to to school part-time so i'm just saying like you know, finding the right idiosyncratic value is critical, and it may be in places you don't expect. That was so, a Sonia Marciano quote, by the way, for those of yeah, you who are yeah. thinking about taking strategy or advanced strategy, look yeah. her up. She's fantastic. It's true, actually. Sonia Marciano's strategy class, I, like, brutally steal her quotes constantly at work. She's she extremely a, quotable. We were talking earlier a little bit about how you can't have these successful friendships without you know, bridging the gap, closing the distance a little bit. And we know that's going to be something that's going to be challenging for this year's class is that there is going to be a little bit more physical distance between everybody, but they're going to have to work a little bit harder than maybe in years past in order to kind of build those, those meaningful friendships and not make this about networking, not make this about just memorizing someone's resume about learning about what someone's recruiting for and what they did before. Selfishly, what role do you think that Stern Chats can play in bridging that divide a little bit? Secondly, what else? Like, what is your other advice to Stern students as they go into this year? Well, first of all, I think Stern Chats is like was actually designed to start the conversation on exactly what you're talking about. I mean, um, if you if you listen to an episode, I mean, I assume you guys are going to keep making episodes like professors and students and like everyone in the Stern community. Basically, if you touch the Stern community, you can have a Stern Chats episode about you. 
if it goes deep on someone's expertise or like unique experience or background, what a great touch point to sort of reach out to one of your classmates and like learn more about them. And also to consider the fact that if this person, let's say they sit next to you in accounting class, okay, this person sitting next to you in accounting class that had the Stern Chats episode about them, if they have this whole just like wealth of information that you didn't know, what do you think about the person like to the other side of you? They probably have the exact same depth. So first opening your mind to consider that everyone probably has something pretty cool and neat to teach you. Like that's, that's definitely step one. Yeah. I I think that um, the beauty of podcasts is that you are learning and meeting people virtually and what a perfect time to leverage this platform uh, to really get to know your fellow students and, um, you know, we don't know what the school year will look like if it's if we're coming in a couple times a week or, um, you know, doing mostly online classes. But you can always find your community here. You can always come home to Stern Chats because that is where your community has a voice. Yeah. And now non-selfishly, like just a piece of just general advice that I think we I got while I was there. Sherry, do you remember interviewing John Byrne? The guy who runs Poets and Quants? Yes, of course. Very talented guy. So, Daniel, there's a guy uh, named John Byrne who um, started Poets and Quants. And everyone that's listening to this probably has been to Poets and Quants. If you're an MBA, you've been to Poets and Quants, right? (laughs) And, you know, what we learned about him is what an incredible career he had. And he was, uh, he wrote a New York Times bestseller that was on the number one in the country for like 26 weeks. He wrote books about, um, like, Jack Welsh. And uh, John Scully, you know, and John Scully famously had, you know, some 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 adversity with Steve Jobs. And he very intimately interviewed these people. And he talked on the Stern Chats podcast about, like, how do you have a conversation like that, especially a challenging one? And he said, you let yourself be vulnerable. Hmm. You allow yourself to be vulnerable and you bond with the person that you're talking to. And. That was, it's almost like this, this man who, he's a lot older than us, um, who had an, a, a career as a journalist, and he was incredibly successful talking to the smartest, best business people in the world, was telling us something that we already knew deep down, which is you have to let yourself be vulnerable to bond with people. And if you want to have meaningful relationships at Stern, you have to let yourself be a bit vulnerable. I think that's how we did it. <laughs> I was going to go much more high level with my advice. <laughs> I was just going to say free. go to class. <laughs> well, I mean, um, but that's the thing, Sherry. Maybe people can't go to class. I mean, no, they can I mean, go virtually. Of course. What I meant was attend your coursework. Um, just because. Ah, yes. Virtually or otherwise. <laughs> um, but but you make such a wonderful point. And, well, yeah, uh, participate. If you're not going to participate, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but So I, I, that sounds ridiculous, but when the push and pull of like recruiting comes and Sherry, you remember like there's so much going on. You sometimes it's easy to kind of bow out of group activities Mm. or class. Don't bow out of class, man. That's where all the values at. Yeah. Yeah. Got to sit in the front row or even the virtual front row. And, and I think it's easy to kind of attend a virtual happy hour and stay quiet or go to some sort of virtual event and really just try to listen to your classmates. But I think it's true whether you're talking about making friends in a school environment or if you're in a professional environment, if you don't open up a little bit, if you're not a little bit vulnerable, 
if you aren't willing to be honest to others with bringing your whole self to whatever this is, if it's school or if it's professional, um, you're just not going to be as happy because if you feel like you're kind of keeping a part of yourself in, then you're going to feel like no one really knows you as well as you know yourself. And I think something that's really wonderful about Stern is it encourages people to open themselves up to make friends and to really kind of examine who they are and what they want. And you can find people who are like you that are going to be lifelong connections. Yeah, Daniel, let me tell you, let me tell you something that's capital T true, which is actually David Foster Wallace. No half measures. If you want to win at Stern, no half measures, right? You want to start a startup? You're going to have to stay up till 4 a.m. sometimes. If you want to make like deep, deep, meaningful friendships, you can't go like have one foot in, one foot out. You got to be your whole self. You know, if you want to learn something, the whole experience is only two years long. You can't baby step it. Like no half measures, no half steps. You got to like put your whole self in there. Mostly because even though we are all adults at this point and we are entering business school as, you know, fully formed humans, other people around you, if you give them give them the opportunity to, will tell you something new about yourself and will help you discover new aspects of who you are. You know, it, Frank helped taught me you dis- patience. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you helped me discover that this is an activity that I really enjoy, and you know, that's you know, on a on a very surface level. I mean, you've taught me so much about myself, and I hope vice versa and and it's it goes for all of our friends um at stern and you know there's something really magical about adult learning and adult growth isn't it true yeah you can only really get that when you're focused on it and you have to focus on it and also getting out of side of your lane right because like i was i i was and am in the military so i have this all this military leadership experience and then sharing when i started working on a project with you i realized that like you had a lot of leadership experience in a totally different industry, hospitality. You know, uh, you know, I'm from a place where there's a rigid hierarchy and you had to spend a lot more energy sort of politically and strategically getting people on board. So like I learned about leadership in like a private industry, like a private company, like at a startup, like with our with our group at Stern, you know, like a, a totally different way of doing things that I, w- I, I did not know before. So that is something like managing so specifically, like for that kind of working group, something that I learned from Sherry that I probably wouldn't have learned otherwise. And Sherry, I like to think that I taught you what a tough lady you are. (laughs) (laughs) You did. You are, you are as tough as they come, Sherry. (laughs) So I think that brings me to, to my last question. So I think it's important for people to know that Stern doesn't exist in a bubble. The things we learn at Stern matter for more than just the two years. While you can have an experience like Stern Chats and leave it behind for the next generation, the lessons that you learn from it are going to be carried on. So how have the two of you brought lessons you learned at Stern Chats and Stern more broadly to your careers? Um, I, I think one of the, the lessons that I learned from Stern Chats that I brought not only to my professional career, but also to my life is that people are people are people. And we all have a lot of shared experiences. And particularly now, we have one significant shared experience. And you can have a conversation with anyone. And it has really broken down a lot of barriers for me personally. 
Um, I, you know, Frank is, I think, naturally bolder than I am. But you're you're very bold, Sherry. <laughs> well, give yourself but I, more credit. You are a bold at, person. But I learned it even more so at Stern, and not only through the Stern Chats experience, but through the interactions with classmates and administrators and alums, which is that we we all have something that we want to speak about. Um, we all have a you know tremendous capacity for empathy, the EQ plus IQ, which. Um, I know that Stern is, you know, not only selects its student body for, but also really hones over the course of the two years or four years if you're, you know, in the in the part time program. And and so that is something that I value so incredibly and have taken with me. Yeah. You know, I uh, I just realized, too, like you got to take everything seriously if you want to get value from it. And it, it made me remember that we never told you the stories about like not taking Stern Chats very seriously and having yeah. misadventures. For example, like uh, at, at first, before um, this thing got rolling, like one of us would maybe show up hungover to a recording session, which was like not... It was the, me. It was Sherry. Okay, I, was, I, just, I tried to say both of I us know. to be nice. It was Sherry. It was yeah. Sherry that did it. And, and she did it more than once. And it was because, like, you know, this hadn't, this wasn't a thing yet. And um, we're just like, all right, we just show up and we talk on microphones. But it turns out that's not what you do. You have to be prepared. You have to be, like, lucid. You have to be uh, really present in the moment. And I think we figured that out over time. But it was only after, like, taking it a bit more seriously. Like, you can't show up hungover to something and think you're going to be your best and, like, learn the most. And, like, for me... I would like totally short stroke it on, on the equipment that we we purchased to do this, and I would lug it from New Jersey in um, like a suitcase, like an idiot, like an <laughs> idiot. And uh, you, if you've ever tried to take a giant suitcase on the path or subway train during rush hour, people hate you. People hate you. A homeless person sat on it like a chair. It, you know, it was just like. Like it was, I was no one's favorite. And it, honestly, like what I, what should I have done? I should have like taken it a bit more seriously, get the right equipment, find a place in the school to store it. You know, don't lug it around like a, like a buffoon. Yeah. <laughs> you remember all that, right? It's, it's all part of it though. It's all, I yeah, it's all story. part of it. It's all part of it. But it wasn't, but I guess my point is it wasn't until like we took ourselves and uh, this, you know, adventure a little bit more seriously and we showed up like professionals instead of showing up like basically amateurs and kids, right? Yeah. And you can apply that to every interaction, every coffee chat, every everything. Like you're supposed to have a lot of fun, but you got to be a professional too because like you're trying to get like a professional output at the end, right? You're trying to get like a job. You're trying to get some skills and you kind of get out of it what you put into it. I think that's 100% true and... Sherry, Frank, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Um, I couldn't have imagined a better duo to talk with uh, to kick off this season. And uh, to all of the new listeners, to the new NBA Ones, um, thanks so much for, for spending some time with us today. Guys, so nice to, so nice to speak with you. Yeah, no problem. Um Daniel, you know, you know, it's a shame for me is that your your classmates are genuinely going to um, spend another year with you. The new kids are going to spend another year with you. And we actually didn't touch on it all, like stuff about you. So can I hit you some rapid fire, like fun lightning round questions? 
so yeah, people know who it. Daniel is? Sure, happy to. Daniel, what's your spirit animal? River otter. Come on, man. River otter? They're so oh much gosh, they fun. Are the cutest. And they love playing. The entire universe. Have you seen them All, open mm. the clams on their chest? Yeah, I guess also, they, have the thick, they have the thickest oh. fur of any animal. Um, and I don't like water, so that would be the only other part but it's like they're in the water but they can't feel it so so maybe like it's aspirational in a way you look at it, it is, and think, yeah i wish i could be like you you love they're the so fun like you know what? you're right watching them at the zoo i don't know and they yeah. snuggle do you know okay so here's i here's one thing i do like about river otters they snuggle uh, uh, each other as they sleep exactly they like yep, literally they hold hands, hold hands. <sighs> that is cool man i know yeah. you know that's never i've never gotten that answer before i'm sorry about my initial reaction that's just wonderful to i just have to say we we really <laughs> daniel we did you a really flipped, on that. <laughs> flipped frank's opinion no you okay. know what man that's that's great okay second, Sherry, next second one. question cool, cool. Go. favorite dessert creme brulee oh fancy <laughs> what is it about the creme brulee that really appeals to you the textural difference the top and the inside oh look, okay Excellent. i haven't had one in so long i guess the top is a very crispy top yeah and yeah. the inside is a is it like a pudding custard. yeah it's like vanilla custard um oh. but i'm a chocolate person but the creme brulee i think there's something special mm. about it creme brulee is kind of hard to make in yourself though right because don't you gotta hit it with a torch oh yeah yeah no it's and that's the thing is it's it's a special thing like it's not something i'm knocking out at home like it's it it is at this point it is very aspirational because it is a, a dining in yes. experience uh, <laughs> oh that's true i'm not sure the creme brulee to go would be the same not as good. it doesn't travel I I, no so. way that travels mm-hmm. no because you gotta you gotta have it in the ramekin okay yep. daniel last rapid fire question sure first thing comes to your head if you could have any superpower what would it be don't bundle them only pick one only pick one um no bundling so that, that's the question like is spider-man a bundle um yeah in a way it is so you'd have to pick one of spider-man's um i'm not asking you what kind of superhero you want to be obviously yeah. superman's got all of the powers right just no, what that's, that's superpower invisibility um, flying shooting webs yeah i mean i'd say i think the spidey sense is pretty cool oh. right to be able to anticipate things like before they happen because that's kind of like that's the core of his superpower right is he can Kind of like he knows when something bad's about to happen, right? I mean, sticky the sticky hands and climbing up walls thing is is fun, but like highly impractical if that's your only superpower. <laughs> right? Yeah, the spidey okay. sense feels like something that's like could be very helpful in Unless just being like a normal person in the world. Your your smoke detector goes off a lot, and then like climbing up the walls to be able to you know take out the battery without you know having to get a ladder oh. like that would be really excellent. How I high are your ceilings, Sherry? It very get very off your tall. ivory pedestal. That's not <laughs> that a regular that is, person that is, that is problem because like you don't want like I'm I am still in the IKEA furniture phase of my life and. I do not feel confident standing on my IKEA chair to wave a magazine at the smoke detector <laughs> when no, man, Ikea I start cooking food at a little bit too high heat and it starts smoking a little bit too much. And the vent in my apartment is not sufficient. Let's not cast aspersions at the smoke detector. It's doing its job. We're trying to <laughs> no. fool it. Mine <laughs> speaks to me and says, caution, there is smoke in the room. Really? The alarm is loud. Oh it my literally God. will like tell you that it's Sherry, it's your obnoxious. experiences are not universal. Some of us just break the smoke detector with a broom handle, okay? Ours has a personality. Oh and I think my she would take God. offense to Listen, us. Tony Stark, some of us right. live in regular houses. My God. So, as as more devices get connected to the internet, I've I've seen that like 
they're trying to give more of these normal household items personalities that I don't want them to have personalities. <laughs> like if I ask Alexa the weather, I want her to say it's 73 degrees outside. You either do not or do need an umbrella. I don't really like the, I hope you have a wonderful Tuesday or whatever <laughs> she says. Yeah, we don't need that. Like, I'm we not trying to that. start a conversation. Daniel, boy, this was fun. This Thank was you fun. so much. This was awesome. Sherry, you yeah. had fun too? I think we too? got a lot of, of content here. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel, you had fun no, also, right? It wasn't fun. just us. I had, I had a blast. and I'm just really excited you know, for everyone. You know, I know we're supposed to march forward and always look ahead, but just a tiny piece of me is so jealous. I wish we could go oh, back so and fun. do it all over again. It's, it's the time of your life. I know. It's the most fun thing in the world. I'm jealous of Daniel, at least because the second year is probably the better. Yeah. Don't you think? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Cons. Daniel, well, you're doing your internship right now. You're probably like deep in just like professional hell. No, no, <laughs> no, no. But part of the uh, part of the Stern family, always part of the Stern family. Um, so nice seeing you both. Yeah, Thank man. You. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation with Sherry and Frank. So I know that some of you might be wondering how you can get involved in Stern Chats. This is an entirely student-led initiative. And so with all levels of experience, um, we're looking for people to help us out. And I think Marcin has a little bit more information about how you can best get in touch with us and what we're looking for. Yeah, and very quickly, Dale, thank you. Thank you for kicking off the season. So yeah, we're looking, you know, if you're full-time, two-year, one-year, Langone MBA, you can join us. And we're if you want to work in editing, producing, marketing, operations, we're looking for help across all of those different roles, disciplines, um, whatever you like to call them. So best way to check us out is actually on campus groups. You can connect with us and we'll, we'll be in touch. So that's it. And thank you.